There we go. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Beer with Darren. Tonight, I'm joined by John at Staff in Future. Now, John's got a really interesting background. He used to be a marketing director at multiple companies, um, and now he heads up the UK for Staff in Future. John, thank you for joining me. Um, do you mind telling everyone a little bit about yourself, but also, most importantly, what you're drinking? <laughs> Thanks for having me on, Darren. Love the show. Long-time listener, lifelong fan. Um, drinking a Corona. Um, sorry, uh, you know, I feel I've got the right because my dad passed away from COVID-19 at the end of March, which is a bit of a bugger. Um, but um, so apart from that, uh, moving on, we... Well, sorry, um, that. And I, look, I know you're doing some great things around that as well. So we'll come on to that later because I think yeah, you're doing I'm fantastic. Yeah, we, yeah, we'll cover it now if you want. But um, no, I mean... Okay, um, so I've been in recruitment for about 15 years as a marketing manager and or marketing director, uh, heading up various teams from like working with Randstad, working with uh, small startups in, in specialist agencies as well, um, like payroll and accountancy, um, even did sports recruitment for a bit. Um, but basically, each time I was sort of going into those organizations and replumbing the technology uh, to help drive better marketing. And I sort of fell into that groove, did it a bit more, did it in property as well, um, sort of increasing all, all about lead generation and trying to uh, drive sales, basically, um, which is what marketing's all about for me. Um, but, you know, it started in Staffing Future uh, late last year. Um, Staffing Future has been going a couple of years now. Uh, started off in the US with Jack Copeland, who's ex-Broadbean, a bit of a face in the industry. Um, I'm sure everyone knows him. Um, but, um, yeah, so I'm heading up the UK division and uh, looking forward to the ride with Jack. <laughs> and I used to work with Jack, so he's definitely a, definitely a character. Um, I remember his T-Rex impression on the London Tube, which if uh, if nobody's seen, I'll try and dig out. I'm sure I've got a copy of it somewhere. I'd love uh, to. Absolutely epic. Absolutely epic. And what's what do, for the people that don't know, what does Staff in Future do? What's your mission? What's your aim? And, and sort of why did you, why did you get, why did you start with them? So we, we build functional, uh, really high performing websites for recruitment companies um, that's all we do uh, but more than just building the website we truly integrate with their technology and help them take that step in their next journey within that technology space so if they're thinking oh you know the ATS I'm thinking I want to flip from you know a product to a different product, um, perhaps Bullhorn to Job Adder or Job Adder to Bullhorn or Tracker RMS or... Um, Very diplomatic of you, John. Very diplomatic. Uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, but they've all got their, their, um, their benefits and their, their strengths. And some just fit better for different processes, different businesses. And, and because we've got visibility and integrate with over 50 of them, We've got a good insight into, you know, which one might work well, uh, and you know, we we let them handle all of that 
you know, piece. And, and it's just more about making sure that their website performs. Um, you know, so that's, that's all we're about really is trying to drive the ROI for the business. And if it's not, then it should. And how much faster should the website help your business grow? Um, you know, that's what we're all about, trying to use the technology to let, to let that do the heavy lifting rather than all the consultants and a bit like your bit like pager, you know, trying to. Yeah, save, absolutely. Save I, should, I should mention that you're one of your, sorry to interrupt you. I should mention you're one of our you're one of our partners and any uh, any of our clients using staff and future use pager to drive traffic back to that website to then convert them into leads and candidates. And you are one of our top performing partners in that in that space. So I should put yeah. that out there. No, thank you very much. I mean, it works brilliantly for clients. And, you know, it's a really easy sell when you're pushing an open door and just saying, hi, um, you know, do you want to save time, you know, help your traffic and free up your consultants to, to do something more productive? <laughs> You've got a great product, Darren. So thanks very much for having me on. Thank you very much, sir. So I'm, gonna, I'm going to ask the question. Um, and... I want, right for, to start with, I want to talk about business, and then we're we're going to come on to the the sad story about your father. But how's business been for you over the last few months, and how have you adapted to that? It dropped off a cliff. But totally brutally honest, um, it was a. Can I swear? Yeah, it was. Everything dried up. We had uh, projects. You know that I thought we're going to start, um, not start, um, been delayed. Um, people weren't trying to move away from their existing provider, even though they weren't happy with them. Um, yeah, and then you know, any new business, partly because most of the guys have been furloughed or you know quietened down a lot. Um, you know, it's been it's been really hard um, in the UK. But in the US, you know, it was, which we're based in California, um, you know, and I'm running the UK division. But in the US, we had our best ever new business month in March, which is quite astounding. And I think it's testament to the, um, uh, the sort of attitude of, of the, the Americans, maybe, um, just saying, look, we've, we're in trouble. We need to help use technology to help us get out of it and the first one of the first things we need to do is upgrade the website so there was a real sort of yin and yang approach within the clients uh, or with prospects and, and different people that we're talking to um, and it really uh, it, it surprised us you know because we thought it was going to be really hard you know really slow for a long long time um, but yeah, I mean, then last week uh, from having no leads in two or three months, it seems like a millennium. Uh, we got four, four, five fresh leads uh, last week, and you know, hopefully, going to close close one or two in the next week or so. Brilliant, brilliant. And one of the things you just said resonated with me quite a lot was that the people you were speaking to were suddenly on furlough. Um, so mm. I imagine, that, I imagine you're very similar to to ourselves, where you know, our, our, our buyer, if you like, is the marketing manager, marketing director within the recruitment business. And we saw that a lot of our clients, a lot of our key clients um, did further their, their, their marketing. What's your opinion on that? Do you think that was the right move for, for marketing during this time? Or what's your, what's your thoughts? 
I mean, it's a quick win, right? Um, I mean, they're not revenue earning, but there's no revenue to earn. Um, I think I think it's a if they can afford it, it's it's a mistake because marketing used to be the coloring in department. You know, now it's very much an embedded into the business and part of the growth driving engine. Uh, and it's critical to you know to create the leads, create opportunity, nurture candidates, bring them on board, um, make sure that clients are, are maintained and nurtured. Um, yeah, it's really hard to uh, for for me, um, but I can understand why. You know, if you're a business owner, you, you've got to prioritize you know the health of the business, and you know. Second, you know, administrative support, marketing, HR, you know, maybe not HR, but, um, uh, you know, there's a lot of, you know, underperforming billers, uh, all of those people straight, straight out the door um, or on, on furlough. Um, and then the, you know, the balance is how do we keep the main the ship afloat? And then after they've done that, um, how do we capitalize on the on the uplift and manage the uptick in in hiring when it does start and those the smart ones are uh, in in my view um investing in that technology now you know there's been a huge amount of um noise about video interviewing which has been around for years but nobody's really seen a need for it and actually it's really starting to come on and, and fulfill it a greater role than it was ever intended for um, but it's similar things with different bits of technology that you can plug into your recruitment process so it might be broadbeam for multi-posting it might be pager for your lead gen and and social engagement and and posting um, it might be uh, hairfish or Force 24 for your marketing automation. Um, it could be text us for your text messaging or recce for um, the the data mining and outreach with, with voice. Um, I mean, there's, it, it's just which bit of the recruitment process do you find the heaviest and which should you invest in first and which is going to have the fastest ROI? And if they can make all those decisions now, great. Um, and if they've got somebody to implement it, great. But if they don't, I think they'll struggle when when things do pick up, and they will. I, I completely agree, and it's, it's interesting because you know I, I talk to marketers pretty much every single day. Um, I talk to recruitment business owners at least once a week, and the the ones that are positive and growing and and working with new clients throughout this period are, are the ones that haven't relied on. The telephone because one thing i know during this this lockdown period is you can't call people right now because they're not in the office to to be called or you haven't um, got their mobile or you haven't got their mobile um so actually marketing is the best way to do that and it's interesting because i've i've speak to a lot of marketing people that have not been furloughed but had hours reduced and they're actually more in demand than ever um it's amazing how every recruiter suddenly wants to be gary vaynerchuk it's uh Oh, no, and it's incredible uh i mean it's been really yeah i mean it's great and it's great to see that confidence that you know they can come out you know if you like and um you know make sure that they 
uh, are visible they are the voice they are setting the tone for the business and they are driving the growth that they're championing within their business and I, th I think we'll see a big u-turn over the next few weeks as as the furlough scheme changes i think i think also businesses will bring marketers back and i think marketers will make a huge impact uh, right now when they join the business again so yeah. if you are listening to this and you're on furlough and you're in marketing you'll be back soon and when you do you're going to smash out of the park yeah just whilst you've got this opportunity to invest in yourself you know get all that training done that you've been putting off get all you know get clued up get wise do you know upskill yourself whilst whilst you've got this opportunity and then that'll serve you well very quickly absolutely and and moving away from the business side of things now you mentioned at the start that the sad news around your dad and it's it's how people react to things. I always think, oh, yeah, and this is no, well, just, really cheers, cheers to your dad. That's, that's it. <laughs> Thank you. So, <laughs> I, um, you know, it's, it's really sad news, and it's a subject that I don't want to steer away from, but I'll be honest, I'm, I don't know what to say to you about it. I'll be very honest. But I, I do want to talk about your, your, your sort of initiate, your, your reaction to it in, in how you can help. The wider calls and i want you to chat a bit about that because i think it's absolutely fabulous what you're doing um, and you're doing it for the right reasons there's so many things out there where people jump on bandwagons and if people put stuff on social media and they say oh we we're getting behind this calls da, da, da. but whether they actually do it or not i don't know yeah. they have the right intentions. now with you i think you've got the right intentions and you're doing it for the right reasons and i it's something you strongly believe in so Really over to you, because I, I think everyone should know what you're doing right now, and if they can help in any way, should get involved. Well, thank you. Uh, I mean, Dad died 31st of March, very convenient. He was organised as a fella in life anyway, but that was just at the end of the tax year when we got all the valuation for the estate and probate purposes. <laughs> so, you know, that helped. Um, but uh, you know apart from having a funeral with just eight of us which i've got five sisters and, and my mum sorry seven of us uh, five sisters and my mum um dad was there obviously but wasn't standing um the uh what i was trying to think how we could respond and how i could be useful um in knowing what i do and how i do it so you know two days later we spun up a jobs board called covid19jobs.io um, and within about three weeks we had 50,000 odd jobs on there um, within four weeks I think we had about 80 and I think now we're ticking along at about a hundred thousand jobs that's just for covid related roles so anything in healthcare social care or logistics uh, it's free to apply free to list and um, you know, free applications. So we're not, we're just passing it all that on. Um, it's just giving visibility to COVID related roles. Um, so yeah, it's been, you know, it's been a, a nice way to help, but a small help. Uh, I think I'm more proud of my son who uh, was climbing stairs over the course of the um, last seven or eight weeks until his birthday was on June the 12th. Uh, he managed to raise 826 pounds, which we we're absolutely delighted with. Um, and so we yeah, were, he got a giving page, is he? Yeah, he had a just giving page. Um, right, so watching on YouTube, the just giving page is going to be in the description below, so make sure you click on it and uh, yeah, donate even after the fact, I think. 
Oh, thank you. Um, I mean, yeah, he was absolutely delighted. But um, yeah, we worked out that he climbed Everest 1.4 times. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and he stopped on his birthday and he was so happy he didn't have to bloody climb stairs anymore. I'll tell you what, he was doing great. <laughs> really good. Oh, mate, a lot, lot of love to you and your family. And uh, I'm genu genuinely sorry for your loss. It's awful what's happening in the world right now. But it's great to see that some good good things can come out of uh, you know terrible things. Cheap, cheap Corona beer, so that's great. <laughs> cheap Corona beer is one of them. Absolutely, absolutely right. Let's just let's just go back to um, go back to you if you don't mind, because one of the things I find really interesting is that you've almost done a a similar journey to me because I was not in sales before. Right, I was a developer before. I was in tech. I, I sales was quite foreign to me. Now you were in marketing, where you can argue that you said yourself you're not a fee earner, right? So how yeah. was that transition from marketing to sales for you? It was a, a um, it was hard initially, but actually deep down it was a blessing. Um, I started off in sales and was really good at it, like top three out of 150 in pharmaceutical sales. I was selling drugs in Liverpool, so it was quite good. Um, <laughs> then. Um, I sort of I, all these people used to train us on the product and um, used to always know more and know what I should say and how they should say it and how to sell. And I thought, my God, and they were all quite cute in marketing as well. And I thought, well, that's the place for me. <laughs> you know, all the glitzy, glitzy presentations and all of that. So, yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah, that was that was one of the reasons for joining. Um, I quickly realised that actually it's not as glamorous and it's a lot of grunt and hard work and pretty thankless it can be. Um, but yeah, so then I went into marketing within uh, recruitment and and then uh, you know Morgan McKinley uh, started off, grew them from like fifty consultants to two hundred and twenty in two years just before they got bought. Um, so that was a real growth journey and really aggressive sales floor. So I didn't feel like I was a classic sort of lonely marketeer, as Glenn would call it. Um, but um, no, I mean, it's uh, after that, um, I then started a, a digital marketing agency. And, uh, you know, we had clients like Vodafone, Ford, Betfair, um, and was doing brand experience, so but digital lead data capture sort of thing. Uh, so we'd take photos at events, demo a phone for Nokia, or take a photo for Ford at the Champions League or for the Formula One. And we it was it was doing lead generation for for those brands and uh, and a bit of um, sponsorship activation, and and then I uh, you know. It got hard when the recession hit. Um, so after that, um, uh, didn't agree with the business partner who wanted to take on a lot of investment. I thought I was a bit too heavy, so I sold my share. Um, and then, uh, yeah, joined back in recruitment marketing because it was a space that I knew and found I was um, always rewiring you know businesses so looking at the problems coming up with solutions and then sales guys would um you know take a lot of uh credit and you know a lot of commission quite rightly because they're doing the sales um but 
you know, I found it hard to get out of that groove of um, rewiring businesses and technology processes to drive revenue, focus on ROI, and doing everything that marketing should do, um, whilst, you know, essentially once it was done, it was done um, because the big projects and I was quite a heavy hitter. So um, it was one of the things that I liked about staff in future in that I could just keep repeating and doing that. And it's a very natural fit for me because I understand the pain that the clients got and the frustrations and the pain they go through. Um, I also understand what it is that the business owners are looking for and ultimately how technology can add value within that process. Um, and that's why, I lo- you know, I love working for Staff in Future and with Jack. <laughs> uh, so one, one question, when you, were, when you were working in marketing, uh, specifically recruitment marketing, how was your relationship with the sales team? And Because and, we've we basically got a survey coming out uh, or maybe okay. out depending on when we read this, where we interviewed 100, 100 salespeople and 54% of them said they had a terrible relationship with marketing. They actually labeled it as terrible. Um, and the sales guys did, yeah. And so what I'm interested in is, is did you ever experience that? And, and do you have any tips for marketers on how to, how to build relationships with salespeople? You've just got to get dirty and get in there and talk to people. Just first thing to do is to just talk understand start with the top then work your way down and go to the lowest of the you know new starters who doesn't know a thing and engage with them and under listen to what they're saying they've got a lot of value to bring to the whole process and somebody might have the simplest idea that he's just not not he doesn't know how to implement it but if you can just push a little harder, um, you can really get under the skin of the problem that they have and then look at the marketing apparatus that you've got, the technology providers, the uh, systems, the processes, the, the CRM or the ATS. You know, uh, is, it, is it working properly? Is it heavy lifting? You know, technology should do the heavy lifting. So if it's not, then how can you make their life easier how can you add value um and it's like you know little things like pager you know real pain point for me and i'm not just saying this was will you bloody share will you bloody share your company update or you know this event that i'm trying to book for your team to get attendees on so we're going to do a client you know a client seminar or something we've got a guest speaker it's your business, you know, profit center. Will you push it on social? Will you link? Will you like? Will you comment? Will you do stuff? And it was always like, yeah. <laughs> it was just... <laughs> so when, you know, it's music to my ears, Pager, you know, if it had been around in my day sort of thing. I mean, it's just, it's perfect for for solving that pain and uh, and the fact you can measure everything on it is is great um but yeah part of it is getting the buying and understanding what the issue is then reacting and showing them that you've reacted and then giving them the praise and the feedback rather than trying to own it yourself um if you empower them and 
you know, try and pick a couple of tricky customers as well who are really skeptical. Because if you can get them on board, then the rest are easy. They'll fall like dominoes. <laughs> you know, but if you can get the real tough cookie, who you go, oh, I'm never going to fucking do that. You know, ask them, ask them why. You know, go for the tough nut to crack first. And if you fail, go on the second. <laughs> it's usually the top biller. It's usually the top biller, and they're top billers for a reason because they're focused and they don't see a value in what you're doing um, because they've got their own machine, their own system, and you just need to prize it out of them and then replicate it at scale. Use automation to do that and drive their business forward, and they'll love it. Perfect. And this is, this is an interesting question for you because it comes up a lot. Do you think recruiters need to be marketers now? Well, somebody else asked me that the other day. Um, yeah, of course they do. I mean, marketing, marketing needs to sell a bit better in what they're doing and what they can bring to the table and the value they can add rather than just saying, you know, make it look pretty. Um, I think sale. Uh, I think sales guys are can be their own marketing machines, but they might be a bit reticent to do so. They might need a bit of confidence or a bit of coaching. And if that's the case, then you know, pull in some support, pull in some resource for them to enable them to be better and develop themselves. Because um, at the end of the day they do they need to be marketers yeah because the you know technology has changed that so you know we we do um technology you know driven landing pages we do um personalization on pages so there's there's lots of technology that can help the power of your personal brand and the more engaging the more consistent and the more um uh, expert you can be the stronger the your pitch for when you're recruiting for a role and trying to win it but also when you're talking to a candidate trying to convince them you know they'll they'll start to see loads of other different channels um that you're saying similar things on and start to respect your opinion and you can build up your personal brand and convince them to to make that move to leave the job they're happy in you know for the real headhunters who are you know not just filling bums on seats um you know it's a real gift to be able to to have a library you can draw on to really drive your revenue home I completely completely agree. Um, and again, the ones that we see that are performing best right now are the people that have got that personal brand, the ones that have good relationships with their clients. They're not just another name on a PSL. Um, and I think that's really important to build build personal relationships with your clients. And you do it through social. You can't you can't do that stuff on the phone. You can't you know. I know people talk about oh, how's your family and all of that stuff. For me, before before COVID nineteen, nobody actually cared when people said oh, how are you? How are you? It just became a normal thing to ask. Like, hello. Um, I think that's true. Yeah, it, it was literally, hello, how are you, right? And and people didn't even answer. It was just, hello, how are you? Yeah, yeah good, thanks. And yeah, this is Yeah, you know, even if you could be absolutely terrible. So I think I think the last three months has changed that quite a lot. And leading on to this one, so 
how do you think recruitment's going to change after lockdown ends? Oh, um, I think it's going to be really, really tight, really competitive. It's going to be a lot. Um, there's going to be a lot of competition for roles when they come, but there's also going to be a lot of competition for those roles from candidates. So the amount of sifting and um, you know filtering out of the applications that aren't relevant or trying to cut down the noise around and focus on on what you're doing is going to be absolutely critical so good metrics uh, you know know what you're doing and why iteration so look at your process try and develop and uh, improve it test and measure consistently um, all the time just always be testing you know abc uh, or t <laughs> but um you know and then iterate iterate your process forward and if you see something that's heavy and you are not being as productive as you can be because you're burning time here or you're not doing things as quickly as possible or you're missing out on a submission because of a, a time lag because you've not got your shortlist together quicker quickly enough you harness that technology stack that is available and go to go to somebody mates friends colleagues um you know industry events when they start happening you know use those um to really think about how you can drive your revenue forward and on that on the subject of technology because i know you you keep a breath of everything that's out there what's your except for staff in future except for pager what's the best thing you've seen in 2020 technology wise oh it's something that we haven't launched yet um but <laughs> uh well i mean apart from future click which is you know where they're not on your website and you can serve an in-browser notification to a user serving a job ad that they looked at previously so if you've got a hiring accountants you can when they're just in their browser safari or chrome or whatever you can serve them a notification that says hi there's a new accountant role that's quite cool um but um the I, I think one of the best bits of technology apart from pager of course um I, I really like what the guys at recce are doing um because every recruiter knows that there's gold in their database they just cannot bloody find it it's i love i love the guys at recce. i have to say and, and for for full disclosure, Recky are pager customers as well. So this is a, a bit of an awkward one for me, but they are doing some fantastic things. Um, it's it, you know, it's very difficult, but Recky is a fantastic product, and I do love the guys there, even if yeah. they weren't paying me. I'm just can put that on record. <laughs> okay. I mean, and, and that wasn't scripted, by the way. Um, but um, no, I mean, so G and Ben, you know, Gareth and Ben, they're um, you know, they're old school school buddies. They're um, you know, they're really it's it's really cool product that they've got force 24 is cool um you know for for automation and and things like that. it's a bit like a a hair fish or a sense 
text does. Um, you know, the, it, it, dep it depends which bit of the technology and the recruitment process you're looking at, but that'd be my top three. Now that's cool. Do you know when you sit back and you go, wish I thought of that? Yeah, exactly. You know, so yeah, like pager. <laughs> it's the biggest pain. Hats off to you, son. It's, it's a brilliant, brilliant product. So anyway, enough of the man love. Well, on that, on that note, I think uh, I think we're we're called it a night. But mm. John, thank you so much for your time. Um, your insights were fantastic. And um, like I say, this is going to be available on YouTube, the podcast, and we'll put it out across LinkedIn. Um, if anybody isn't subscribed to the podcast and you're watching on YouTube, you can find it on Apple, you can find it on Google, you find it on Spotify, pretty much anywhere you listen to your podcast, you can find it. And if you're listening on the podcast and you don't watch it on YouTube, shame on you. Um, head to the YouTube channel and subscribe. So <laughs> that's it from me. That's the uh, that's the push. Uh, John, anything to add before we uh, before we end up before we hang up, basically. I've just got one case study stats I want to run through. So client site went live about six months ago. They've had a 250% increase in unique visitors. They've had 160% increase in unique sessions. They've had a 700% increase in new business leads. Um, that's not candidates. We haven't got the candidate stats yet, um, but that's just you know, I just wanted to say that what we do works and it's aligning that technology stack to to what your business goal is that we, we really shine at. And that's what we love doing. So thanks very much for having me, Darren. It's been a pleasure. No worries. Speak to you soon. All right. Cheers. Bye-bye.